0: Casey was born and raised in the Garden State of New Jersey, but is now a local in the music city of Nashville, Tennessee. She is a manager at a music publisher with a focus on mechanical licensing as well as copyright registration. What is Casey currently working on creatively or uh, what is inspiring her at the moment? Well, while she is a trained musician, she is crafty and creative when it comes to crochet. She is working on a couple of projects that she's extremely excited about for friends who are having a baby this year. In terms of a favorite sport or activity, Casey likes hiking and being outside. She has also been dabbling into the world of kayaking and stand-up paddleboarding for the first time. In terms of uh, her favorite TV show to watch or stream, she likes a lot of murder or true crime TV, but if she had to pick just one show, it would probably be Doctor Who. Does Casey have any pet peeves? Well, uh, simply put, with an exclamation point, bad drivers. Casey has chosen the band Guster and their record from 1999 titled Lost and Gone Forever, which was recorded at the plant in Sausalito, California, and Bearville Studio in Bearville, New York, for Sire Records. It was produced by Steve Lillowite and mixed by Steve Lillywhite and John Saket. Lost and Gone Forever was engineered by John C.K., Chris Manning, Aaron France, as well as Bennett Shapiro. Lost and Gone Forever was mastered by Ted Jensen at Sterling Sound in New York City. Are there any interesting guest performers on this album? Well, you'll be pleased to know there are several. Carl Denson of Carl Denson's Tiny Universe and now the Rolling Stones uh, played flute and saxophone on the song called Fa Fa, Tony Levin of fame bands King Crimson and Peter Gabriel played some bass guitar on Fa Fa, as well as a tune called Rainy Day, as well as the Chapman Stick on Two Points for Honesty. Chris Manning added some bass guitar on What You Wish For, as well as Barrel of a Gun. And Paige McConnell from the Vermont Quartet Fish plays the theremin on All the Way Up to Heaven. Dan Ryder added some cello on Either Way and So Long, as well as Tracy Silverman adding violin and viola to that tune either way another fun fact eight people were enlisted for the sole purpose of whistling on the track all the way up to heaven so without further ado let's get to know Casey Joe and Guster's record lost and gone forever which recently just blew out some candles to celebrate its 20th birthday Casey thanks so much for being on the show today. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get down to it. So, what made you choose this uh, particular record from Guster?
1: So, there was a lot of thought that went into this. Uh, it's a very difficult decision to pick. You know, one record that you want to talk about. Um, and originally I had went with Dookie by Green Day because it just reminded me of high school and being in marching band and being on the drum bus and like how cool we all thought we were back in the day. Uh, so I went to my CD collection to listen to the whole album and sitting next to it were all of my Guster CDs. And I just had this moment of like, well, Doug, Casey, this is what you need to pick. Like Guster is your favorite band. You've liked them you know, for like, I don't even know, 19 years, a long time. So after that, it was just a matter of picking which album of theirs that I wanted to talk about. And I went with Lost and Gone Forever because it was the first album of theirs that I actually listened to. So it just has that special place in my life of being the introduction of Guster.
0: Very cool. Sounds like this was the most logical choice. Absolutely. Uh, Regarding the band itself, who is the vocalist and uh, or, or lead singer? And can you tell our listeners who the additional musicians and players are on the record? Who comprises the band?
1: Uh, so when Lost and Gone Forever was recorded, they were a trio. Uh, and it was Ryan Miller, who is the front man and the singer. And he also plays guitar. Sometimes he plays piano and I think maybe banjo. Something else. He he plays a couple instruments, but he's the front man. Uh, and then there's Adam Gardner who d- does guitar and he also sings. And then he also does some trumpet. And then there's Brian Rosenwerthel. I think that's how you say his last name. Uh, but he's the drummer. He is a beast of a drummer, and uh, he is my favorite drummer of all time. Uh, and he does not do vocals. Uh, sometimes, kind of as a little joke at the end of a show. He'll come up like on the encore and uh, sing for everyone. And it's, um, if you want to call it good, then you're being a very nice person.
0: <laughs> we're talking to my friend Casey Joe here on cover to cover with Matt Tarka, specifically about Guster's 1999 offering, Lost and Gone Forever. Uh, Casey, can you uh, perhaps describe where you were when you first heard this record? Was there just like a certain. Um, just a certain place in that in that particular moment that that you recall where you were just completely blown away by this music
1: I can't pinpoint specifically the first time I actually heard this album I can give you a kind of a a time frame of where I was in life it was about uh, the end of middle school early high school and my one friend Jenna and I had a uh, very common taste in music and I'm sure we just heard it on the radio or, you know, heard of Guster through one of our other favorite bands and it just grew from there.
0: Where where does Lost and Gone Forever uh, fit into the overall catalog or repertoire of Guster?
1: Uh, So it is their third album and they have eight albums out and I believe this was their first one that they did uh signed on a major label so the production was a little uh more elevated since they had that support and backing behind them
0: yeah is um is this overall you know record do you, is it Is it vastly different from the previous two records that came out before it? Or, you know, is it, um, you know, just kind of a continuum of, you know, a kind of sound that, you know, the three of them collectively just, you know, create, you know, as a result of their chemistry?
1: I would say it's pretty similar. Um, it just kind of it's kind of like Guster 2.0, like just a little elevated version of them. But the style of the music is very similar, and it still has. They have a tendency to kind of make the music and the the melodies sound upbeat and fun and pleasant. But then if you listen to the lyrics, they can be a little darker. And I think that's a theme that they kind of carry throughout all of their albums, actually. So it's they they have their little stick with that and i mean i enjoy it
0: yeah yeah uh, well that feels like a really good segue into you know w- what i'd like to talk with you about next and that is you know focusing on four of your favorite tracks and and, and why they resonate with you uh the first one you mentioned is uh, is barrel of a gun can you describe for our listeners why that song is so awesome
1: um so this song is always fun at a live show. I should also mention that I've seen Guster so many times. I don't even know what the number is. It's just one of my favorite things to do is to go see Guster live. Um, So in Barrel of a Gun, there's a countdown in it where they go four, three, two, one. And, everyone in the crowd always like puts up their fingers and does the countdown and so that's always just like a fun thing to do and even like if i'm listening to this song in my car or at home like i still countdown on my fingers and it's just like it it feels like you're at the show even though you know you're in your car
0: yeah it's a it's a really gorgeous song there's a you know just a really beautiful falsetto at the end of the chorus you know that just leads back into these like really just it's dichotomous in a lot of ways these angry jagged guitars and Mm -hmm. you know it's just
1: those falsettos are hard even like coming from a a woman's perspective like they are pretty high
0: (laughs) yeah for sure. we also have two points for honesty. That's another track you wanted to highlight. Tell us a little bit about that track.
1: Um, so this one, I like this because it's always reminded me, um, from when I first heard it, even up until now, to always just like have your dreams and your goals in life, and to to go for them and work for them, even if other people don't really care about it. Like you need to just stick to, you know, what you want in life. And, you know, um, I'm trying to find the actual lyric that reminded me of something. Um, Oh, so it says, if that's all that you will be, then you'll be a waste of time. So it's basically to me that's saying, you know, don't just have these dreams, like, don't be a waste of time, just, you know, go for it. Uh, and that also kind of ties back into my bio about liking Doctor Who, because one of my favorite storylines from Doctor Who uh, is this episode that tells us that we're all stories in the end, just make it a good one. And that's kind of what I feel like two points for honesty is also trying to portray. Yeah, really
0: uplifting stuff, you know, to just go out there and, and achieve your dreams, you know, the best way you can, mm-hmm. the most like sincere way. I I could imagine. Exactly. Yeah. You know, another track that you mentioned is called either way.
1: Yeah. This one, um, this one's one of those darker Guster songs, in my opinion. (laughs) Uh, uh, A lot of people have some different opinions on what their lyrics are actually about, whether it's about um, like a partner or a parent. But to me, I actually, I'm going to keep my opinion on what I actually think it's about private. But this is one of those songs that um, has changed its meaning to me over the years. Like, you know, when I was 15 versus 20 versus 30, it all has different meanings. And I think that's something that's really special because the song is the same exact song. Like nothing in it has changed, but it's like I've changed. And it's just kind of cool to have this music and this song along the journey of my life and during the good times and the bad times and all the times in between and to just get different value out of the same piece of music is, it's a pretty cool yeah. experience. Yeah, that's, the,
0: that's such a powerful thing about this medium is that, you know, music just kind of, you know, just sort of, you it, it can kind of like bend different ways in your mind and uh, you can take different meanings of it wherever you are in your course of life it's just that's just an amazing thing about music
1: yeah and it's like, it's kind of weird like you wouldn't realize sometimes that music could do that until you've liked a certain song or album for an extended amount of time and then you realize oh this really you know does alter mm-hmm. with me
0: some really nice lush string arrangements in this track, you know, combined with some really nice arpeggiated acoustic guitar and some really, uh, you know, some really thought provoking lyrics. I mean, some of the things, you know, that it seems to talk about, well, I don't know exactly like, like you were mentioning, you know, what it, what it really means to the, to the singer, um, but one of the lines that at least stood out for me was you know there's there's poison in everything you say you know don't you wonder what difference it does make either way that's yeah mm-hmm. that's um that's some that's some really just powerful emotion right there and talking about being almost kind and you know being almost drunk
1: <laughs> yeah it's kind of just saying like Whoever, I guess, from the viewpoint of the character of the song, like whoever they're, you know, talking about is just this person that has done something to them in a way, but then they're just wondering what difference does it make if you're nice or yeah. if you're not nice, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. We're, we're talking with my friend uh, Casey Joe here on cover to cover with Matt Tarka specifically about Guster's 1999 record called lost and gone forever. And, another track that is a favorite of yours, I believe you mentioned is I spy.
1: Yep. So I spy, um, this song again, didn't really have much meaning to me when I was younger. Um, I do remember going to one of the, Auguster shows and they were saying that because the first lyric is we went down to the may parade and they said we really wanted it to be the gay parade but like the label wouldn't let us so and like everyone cheered for that um so i have like that little memory for this song in my head because you know i was at that show and got to hear them mm-hmm. tell that story um and i just lately i've been you know Pretty tired and pretty sad. So it was, I could just relate to like the exasperation of how they deliver that line in the song. And um, listening to it, one could think, like, oh, hey, this is about someone else. But if you like really look into the lyrics, at least for me, I see that the person that is singing the song is actually talking about themselves because there's this, uh, like the last line is, when'd you go to be so hard, sick of playing my part. And it's like, that's, you're talking about yourself. Like you're sick of yeah. playing the person that you've become and you don't even realize how far mm-hmm. you lost yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Are there certain ways this album continues to inspire you? You mentioned that, you know, when you heard it at 15 versus 20, you know, versus 30 years old, um, are, there just, are there just, some interesting or intricate just pieces of different songs that just continue to kind of mean different things to you?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think there's still a lot of stuff that I see it the same way. Um, One example is the use of the bongos and conga drums, because uh, I grew up as a drummer, and then later I was uh, a brass player. So just hearing uh, bands that use cool, different types of percussion and brass, which Guster does both of that. Um, I just love hearing that. So getting to still hear that in their music, whether it was from, you know, this album or one of their newer ones is always a fun thing for me. And then... Um, uh, other songs are just, they're just fun. And like I said, I go to a lot of their shows and it's just one of those experiences that it is part nostalgic. And then it's also this new experience because, uh, after moving to Nashville, I get to see them in different locations with different people. So I get, you know, new memories of the same band.
0: Yeah. You mentioned there's, uh, that there's kind of a Thanksgiving, you know, almost quasi residence that you've enjoyed going to, you know, over the years. And, um, where have you just out of curiosity, where have you gone to see them in Nashville?
1: Um, so in Nashville, I have seen them at the cannery ballroom, which is a smallish little venue. And then I believe it was last week they were actually at this festival that's here. It's called Live on the Green, and it's this outdoor festival that's a couple week, or a couple days of the weekend, and all these bands come out and it's free and people you know just hang out on the lawn, have a lot of fun. Um, so I've only had the chance to see them twice here, but hopefully they'll they'll keep coming to Nashville because well, I love better. it. Yeah, well, I know they had fun when they were here for Live on the Green. Um, Ryan was saying that we have those scooters in Nashville that are a nuisance and just all over the place. Uh, But he said he tried every single brand that we have. So, I mean, if he comes back, he can try them all again. Exactly. You know, we'll let him. There it is.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. So, uh, (laughs) last but not least, we like to, you know, ask this question in regards to cover art. And uh, the question goes like this. So we live in a universe now where information and music can easily be quickly accessed in the palm of our hand or with a click of a few buttons. And uh, even in the 21st century, artwork continues to remain a cornerstone with each newly released singular album. Uh, Casey, what is conjured up in your mind when you look at this album cover of Lost and Gone Forever?
1: Oh, so it's a kind of a darker cover like it has like these darker blues and grays on it and then like some green so it looks a little maybe mysterious because then also in the picture there's these three boys and they're in like a group a, not a graveyard i always want to call it a graveyard. like a junkyard it's
0: a, <laughs> a,
1: yeah. a junkyard yeah, yeah. jeez so and they're they're standing on like this old busted up piano and just kind of you know working to trash it up a little more so it just has like this dark vibe to it which some of their songs on this album do have that and then some don't so it's interesting to ponder why they might have Mm -hmm. picked this artwork maybe
0: they were you know they were uh forging ahead with with these new creative ideas that would later comprise this record and they you know i don't know maybe they wanted to throw out whatever sort of rules were in their rule book when they made their first two records who who knows but it's a, it's a very it yeah it's i a, like that that's it's a, a provocative theory. title too <laughs> in a lot of ways
1: that's true yeah.
0: so casey it's been really great having you on the program today to talk about guster and this landmark record for the band lost and gone forever thank you so very much for dropping by the show to to share this music that you're so very passionate about and just continues to inspire you today and it's so cool that you continue to, to you know to watch the growth of you know the career of the band
1: yeah thanks for having me it's pretty cool to get to talk to you about guster and hopefully someone who may not know them will check out the album and all their other albums too because they're all just a little bit different but the same and they're all great and it would be awesome. Yeah, the name of the Guster record we're talking fans. about
0: is uh Guster's nineteen ninety-nine recording called Lost and Gone Forever. Casey, thank you so much. All yeah, right, thanks, thanks so much to Casey Joe today for talking with us. For all of you listeners out there, thank you. And please remember to hit that subscribe button on that device in which you listen to your favorite podcast, whether it's Apple, Stitcher, Google Play, or Tune In. Take a moment to tell friends or family about our show and feel free to drop us a line at hello at cover to cover intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Jarrett Nicolay at mixtape studios in Alexandria, Virginia. And we hope you discovered some new music, perhaps rekindled your love for an old forgotten song and shared a good moment with us as we continue to sonically explore a world from cover to cover.